everybody to another episode of Flavoring Your Ear, hosting none other than your boy Drew Wah. And today, today it brings me great pleasure to welcome a special guest. Y'all know I've been trying to do this for a while. Y'all knew that I was planning on making, bringing a guest to the platform and letting them drop some gems on the on the podcast. So it brings me great pleasure to introduce that we have a founder and the CEO of Power Entertainment, none other than Kadeem Phillips. Welcome, my brother. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate being here, bro. Yeah, man. I appreciate you stopping by, dog. So I know who you are, but for those who may listen to my platform and ain't never heard of you, uh, go on and introduce us to who you are and what Power does and just enlighten us on the brand. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, man. My name's Kadeem, obviously. Uh, I'm from Memphis. Memphis, Tennessee, man. I moved around a lot because of school. Uh, I went to Nashville. I went to Fish. Uh, then I went to Knoxville. I went to UT, man. And I... I was in a choir when I was at Fish. I was in a band in high school, so music always been a part of my life. You know, I was in the church choir and the Fish choir in college. And, uh, man, you know, just grinding it out, hustling. I started, you know, selling shoes. So that was, like, one of my number one hustles in college. And one day, um, you know, a lot of my friends was, like, rappers, singers, producers and stuff. And they just like, man, we, we, we want somebody to run the business, you know. And I, I got to thinking about it, and I was like, ah. I got a history of leadership. I've always been in leadership roles, always kind of been the CEO-minded person on the teams I've been on. So I just took a, a plunge into this uh, into this world and really just started to figure it out uh, with my homie Bernie and Gavin. Um, and, man, just, man, power just, just came to birth in 2016. Uh, man, that's my baby. That's my, that's my, that's my first child. Um, it's, it's, it's everything, man. We're an entertainment company, man. We started off signing artists to us. Then we went into management and started blowing up in the management world. When I linked up with different producers, I started off with Produced by Nigel, uh, just working with artists, helping develop them, helping develop their producers. And, man, fast forward to 2020, man, I got some of the biggest producers under my belt and Hit Kid and YS Tracks and Nigel. And, and uh, just, man, started working with Red, uh, with Real Red the other day. And Ricky Rax brought me in and helped with his label. And, Man, I just kind of just found my way in uh, protecting people, man. That's that's what I do. You know, like, that's the part of the game that I fell in love with. Like, just making sure the artists get what they need. Because, man, we, we live in an industry that's real cold to to the black artists especially. So just being able to guide the way and, and make a safe space, man. That's what I call it. It's just a safe space for everybody. And um, that led to me working in a nonprofit called Creators Day in Nashville and um, started working at the uh, our artist residency program on the board. And from there, uh got added to be the executive director, man. So, you know, my whole life since I graduated from college, doing something completely different than what I'm doing now, uh, going for engineering and falling into the uh, world of uh, geography, Africana studies and getting into urban planning and development. You know, I get to kind of be on the ground, you know, in the entertainment industry as the artists develop. So, you know, I found my niche in that doing, you know, uh, working and developing with artists. And, you know, that's what made the person you see and what made you want to reach out and talk to me about it. So it's been a long journey, man, but definitely, uh, definitely been having fun along the way. I know with me personally, I caught wind with you about probably like 2017 when a few of my homies were just like, they was like, tell me about what you do. And then, like, from there, I've just seen the progression. And it's, like, you know, it's impressive to see, like, where the brand was back then and to where it is today. And, you know I mean? That leads me to, like, my next question of when you was starting this, did you have any mentorship getting into this business? Or was you following anybody that kind of led you the way? Or were you kind of just learning as you go? Oh, uh, man, I'm going to be honest, man. I ain't had nobody. I, I really just had to go find myself. I didn't get my mentor until recently. Like, that's what's crazy. Um, I had people that I could like watch and, you know, you always learn from the people before you. So like, I just took what I saw other people doing, took what was working for them, took what wasn't working for them. And man, my dad always tell me, you can learn a lot of stuff from other people's mistakes. So, you know, it, it was really like self-teaching because that's what the music industry is. Like you really got to find your own way with inside of the music industry. And then you can go to somebody and be like, okay, this is my plays helped me develop my playbook so I can run multiple different plays. I try to look at everything like sports, man. I'm just a coach at this point. So, like, in order for me to be a coach, I had to study other coaches. And uh, I just watch people like, man, what QC doing, you know, like, and, you know, watch people like P. Diddy, watch people like Suge Knight. Like, Suge Knight, one of my favorite, you know, like, execs because he was fighting 
mm-hmm. for like you know for for black entertainers in an industry that people wouldn't what like that wasn't going on like and a lot of people like look at him for the bad stuff but I just look at the good stuff he was trying to do too and I just learned from that man and just put it all together I mean that's really what the entertainment industry is <laughs> yeah no that's what's up for sure what were like some of the biggest challenges that you face shit money <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing power out of my pocket since day one, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I ain't really, I just had to figure it out. You know, you hustle. I was, like I said, I was selling shoes. So, like, yeah. I'm selling shoes, working a nine to five, like, really taking, you know, like, another person man, who really influenced me, Rick Ross. A lot of people don't sure. really study Rick Ross, but I studied and read his books, you know, just peeped a lot of his interviews, man. Like, even before people got on the Nipsey Hustle wave, like, Rick Ross, really, man, he started, like, from the pavement. Like, if people don't understand, like, he he's the type of person. Like, one of his quotes, like, held me through everything. Like, you know, like, you, you use your nine to five to fuel your dream. Like, that's right. the biggest thing. And I tell all my artists, all my producers the same thing. Like, I still punch a clock every day. To this day, everybody be like, man, you got so many jobs. Like, people I work with in the music industry, like, when are you going to quit? I'm like, for what? I was like, man, that's extra money. Like, instead of signing to a deal... I'm going to just go out and make my own way. Like, it's 24 hours in a day, and I use every one of my 24. Like, but the biggest challenge really was money and, like, and also breaking down that barrier of, you know, like, lack of support. Like, so, you know, when, when people first get started, you know, the lack of support make you not keep going. Like, I really never focused on it. I focused on the people that was tapping in with me, the people that believed in me. Like, it was people that's on, like, my right-hand man didn't believe. Like, Bernie, when I brought power to him, and told him what I want to, like, do. He ain't see the vision straight away. And it was cool. Like, but he see the vision now. Like, and that's all that matter. So I just had to keep that attitude. Yeah, most people don't. It's like most people, when you come to them, they want to see results first. So it's like only you have the vision. It's just like, are you going to execute it? Now, I hear about that a lot when I'm, like, studying other entrepreneurs. And when they talk about it, it's pretty much a lonely journey at the wow. beginning. Like, I just buzzed down my company, man. I ain't even talked about this out loud. Like, I just broke it down and, and gave a percentage away to Bernie and Gavin because I was telling them, I was like, y'all helped me build this up from the ground. Like, and, and it feel better now. Like, because I was 100% in all my money, all my time, all my energy. But to build that with other people, man, and when people are ready to do that, because entrepreneurship ain't for everybody, man. I try to get people to understand that, like, it's, it's, it's not only that it's lonely, but it's hard and it get discouraging every day. Like every, like not one time have I thought about giving up, but I've looked at people's situations like, dang, how do they keep going? So, you know, that was one of the biggest things. Like, man, you just got to keep your head on the swivel and just understand that, you know, this ain't going to be an easy process, but enjoy the process because like now, you know, everybody reaching out to me, everybody trying to, you know, link with me, everybody trying to talk to me, everybody see what I'm doing. And right. I'm being honest, I missed when nobody knew who I was. <laughs> right. Like, I was just talking to my mentor about that. He was like, yeah, because he a big manager. Like, he used to manage uh, Weezer. Uh, so, like, rock man. So, like, he been in the game for 30 years, you know. So, it's like, he telling me, like, uh, I'm like, yeah, man, people starting to find out about you. So, they, they coming to you. And they just, they just find out. He like, nah, we telling everybody about you. And you the next thing up. And I'm like, please don't do that, little kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when people see your work, they, they want everybody to know about it, you know? So, right, right. People start gravitating. And, and, that's when, and that's when it all pay off. Like, I'm I'm real big on that. I'm going to just let word of mouth get me in the door, you know? Like, I'm going to build a good reputation and just, you know, take it where I want it to go. So, like, what year did you start seeing results? Because I know you was talking about you was putting that's your head down. <laughs> I mean, it's always been small strides. Like, to me, money ain't the end result. I just started making money on music for real, for real with Hit Kid this year. Like, we just started, Mm. you know. I mean, that's because we did stuff last year that set us up to get paid this year. But, like, on a repeat basis, like, now that I got Rex, you know, part of my camp, you know, he a a, a big producer. So, it's like, now the the commission's a lot bigger. So, it's like, (laughs) the commission's coming more often, too, because, like, the pandemic really was a blessing. For, for the music industry, especially if you was a hard-working producer, because, I mean, everybody had a moment to sit down, and it's so easy to catch people when they ain't got going on, nothing going on, because that was our biggest thing. We had to travel. 
for everything. So, but yeah, everything paid off the first year though, just to be real, because people, my, my, my payoff is people buying into my vision. Cause if I can get you to buy into what I'm trying to do and I can build a team, I don't got to do this by myself. So my first year at the gate, I started realizing like people really believed in me and, and those was my aha moments. Like when I see like people come to me like, Oh man, I should have let you manage me or I should have signed with y'all. Like, or oh, man, I want to sign with you. Like, that's the good feeling for me. Like, that's the reward in this. Because, I mean, the commission's going to come. Like, the money's going to come. It's a, it's about building something that people can believe in and power a brand that people believe in now. And I got Creative Day, and they really believe in Creative Day. So it's like now, like, you know, now I'm like, I'm just trying to keep working to keep, yeah, keep it up. The forefront and everything. And you said something earlier that was like interesting to me because you were saying how 2020 has actually been like a benefit to you. And I was going to ask you like, how have you remained and your artists have remained lucrative during like a global pandemic? Because everybody else has been talking about how they not touring, they not on the road, they can't touch the fans. So it's actually been like tough for them. It seems like it's been the opposite for you. Yeah. I mean, just to be honest, we was, we never depended on, moving around to make no money so like ever since i started power like my whole thing is like i'm a boom on the internet too like we're we gonna do the hand-in-hand comeback and we're gonna make sure people know what, who we are on the streets but we're gonna also make sure we got their reach out there so we started you know like it's crazy because people like zoom calls and so man we've been doing that at power like my whole label spread out all over i'm in knoxville by myself and i got artists in nashville knoxville like, you know what I'm saying, all the way to L.A. at one point, like Atlanta. Like, so, you know, we've been on the Zoom calls. We've been, you know, figuring out how to do stuff virtually to be successful. So it's like when the pandemic, it just slowed everybody else down, and we was able to just speed up. Like, right, right. Like, music always been our thing. Like, we just going to slap you upside the head with good music. Like, every time, like, we do something, it's going to be high quality. It's going to be, you know, something you're going to want to come back to. And then we're just going to partner up with different people in the community. And, and we just going to continue to work with, with that. So, like, now that all the people who we could partner with sitting down, they don't have nothing really going on. I can take ideas we was running by ourselves, bring them to them, and, like, hey, this a whole new play. Y'all want to do this with us? Because they ain't got nothing else to do. Like, I didn't partner with more people since the pandemic that I couldn't even get on the phone than anything because because mm. we able to keep moving, whereas they weren't ready for this. So, like, just knowing – like being ahead of the curve, like just knowing that, like what the, the direction that the industry was going, like really helped us out. Like, and and just man, we just kept doing what we was doing. I told people we're gonna focus on what we can control. We can't control the fact we can't tour. You know what I'm saying? We couldn't control that before the pandemic, right? Because we ain't got fans everywhere, but we know where our fans are and we know how to touch them. So like, let's just continue to do that and let's give people something to listen to during this time because everybody need that. And, you know, it was just a way for us to just, you know, swing our, our pivot from net to the sync world, which I was already doing anyway. Like getting TV show placements, getting ads. Like that's been my revenue driver from day one. Like when I told my team we put it together, I'm like, we're going to get on TV. Like right. that's going to be our DJs. You know what I'm saying? When you listen to these popular shows, like what we did with Hit Kid with Pete Valley, like the right. first episode out the gate, we set the tone. The first beat you heard on P Valley, other than the main intro, was a hit kid beat. Yeah, you know, like so, like that's what we, that's our DJ right there. P Valley put us on, like it, it let everybody know that Memphis had, you know, the producers definitely got something to say. Like the artists do too, but the producers we gonna be everywhere. So that's we just shifted our focus and just focused on what we could do rather than what we couldn't because that. The sync world really, you know, took a big because everybody wanted to. Like, you didn't have nothing else but TV. Everybody went to streaming because everybody in the house. So, if everybody focusing on you on the TV, then that's the best marketing you can have. <laughs> Real TV money, something different. And it's like I feel I feel the exact same way because like when I started doing this podcast. Like, my, me and my boy, we was doing it on Zoom because he was in Michigan. And I was out here in Nashville. And, like, like we was being – he introduced me to Zoom back in, like, 2019, like, early. So, it was just crazy when all this – when everything and shit hit the fan and then everybody had to pivot. So, it was, like, already being ready for that. So, I, I feel what you're saying. And even – because I was about to get to you, like, with the next topic and I was going to talk about Hit Kid because I was going to say we, I noticed him on P-Valley. Like, I noticed the beats and everything. And – um. 
So, like, even just leading to my next question is, like, you know, the attention surrounding Memphis music right now is crazy. And I just wanted to, like, get your opinion on that. Because I know you say you got artists in Nashville, you got artists all around. But I just wanted to get your opinion on just being someone that's from Memphis, watching the climate, how it's going now. Like, you feel like you tapped in at a good time? Oh, definitely, man. I tapped in with the right people at the right time because... I really get to be a part of the next wave and protect the next wave of people so they ain't got to go through what, you know, the, the producers and the artists went through before them. Like, you hear a lot of horror stories about, you know, artists and getting messed up all, over their money and stuff like that. So, you know, granted, like, the sound, like, it's, it's been booming, man, from watching Tay Keith grow, even watching his kid grow. Like, me seeing him, like, the way I met him was crazy because he just tweeted one day he needed a manager. I had just started power and the man really trusted me out the gate. Like, all right, let's do it. Cause nobody else wasn't really tapped in. I got it. I don't know what it is, but when I tap in the people, it's people that other people just sleep on for some reason. Like, I don't know what it is. Like the people that I got on my team really should have been snatched up already. They just, people just really wasn't seeing the vision I was seeing. And it's cool. Like, so, but, but man, I ain't gonna lie. Uh, it's a good time for Memphis, but, 2021 like when it comes to the artists that's basically who driving like a lot of these labels i was just in the clubhouse and we were talking about this like the memphis sound really driving the labels what was crazy is the memphis artists going to sign with people that ain't got nothing to do with Memphis, and there's nothing against that's nothing against you know quality control or 1017 or nothing like that but like it just go to show you like you know like off our people that came before us they really didn't set up no no infrastructure for us to be like, all right, you know, we gonna go, everybody gonna go, you know, go to CMG or go to Paper Route. Like, don't nobody really wanna get involved in the game stuff. So people gonna go leave. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's what they treat that as. It ain't really like, like they never did go to Master P Way and build the label infrastructure where we could sign our own selves and put Memphis on the map. So like, it's, I'm happy to see Memphis booming outside of Memphis, but it don't, it don't really translate to revenue for the city. And my folks still stay there. So, like, my biggest thing is, like, how can we take, you know, the fact that the world sees us as this big powerhouse and really put that and drive their revenue back to us rather than going and putting it in Atlanta, going and putting it in L.A., it, it, I mean, in the culture of L.A., and we driving their economies. And the whole time, my folks back at home, you know what I'm saying, still going through the same struggles, you know what I'm saying? And we really elevating it. Because of the music, you know what I'm saying? We making it worse for them where they right. at. So, right. you know, yeah, like, it's it's so much that go on to when it when it comes to the music because the music really fuel everything in the city. So it's like, I really want to see us get to a, a place where we really put it together better and we build more infrastructure to help Memphis out. But, you know, the sound cool. I, I know I got in at the right time for sure. I appreciate everybody that jumped on my team. To uh to even work with me like Jay Music, a wonderful artist, man, and man Lucas from Memphis and Ransom, everybody that we got on our team that's from Memphis, even just adding Ice to the team and Adro and Elf and people that like really want to do rap and it's not like trap typical normal stuff like that sound up next and I just can't wait to that blow up because them the people that's really gonna put back into Memphis because Memphis really put into them so. You know, I'm just ready for the new wave. I'm, I love the trap wave. That's cool, but it's getting old at this point. No, I feel that. And, like, even, like, one of your artists I was listening to, um, Chuck Indigo, and I was, like, just bumping. I'm like, yo, this is a smooth-ass sound right here, you know? And um, and I and I was seeing that with a few other artists, too, that was on your list. I, I could tell, like, it's just moving different, how you, like, selecting your artists. Yeah, man. I'm not for the rah-rah. Like, I need people that's artists, artists, like... That's why I like Nashville, because they, they artists really artists. Like, they want to do, they make the beats, they record, they sell. That's why I like Clay. Clay, one of my new artists that, that you know, that I just got brought into his team to help work with him. And Clay Crucial Perry, bro, like, he uh, he an artist artist, and he one of the few artists artists other than Jay Music and Adro and Ev and Matt Lucas and Ransom that I didn't came across outside of people we had to develop, like, or develop with. So it's like, man, seeing Clay work ethic, seeing Clay really coming on a whole different genre of music that's not really, like, it's not the hit thing in Memphis, but him making it work, him getting a deal, and, like, really pushing it. Like, I'm excited to see that really pop out, too. 
I feel that. So, like, I noticed that you got the talent. It seems like you got the the infrastructure for people's music just to sound good sonically. And even when I was looking at, like, some of your bios and how you want to kind of change the way that the music industry has run and has treated, like, Black artists and just treated people in general, like, what are some of the misconceptions that people have when it comes to record labels? Man, that record label's bad. Like, it's not bad. It's that people do, people don't understand business. Like, people really don't want to take the necessary time to sit down and understand what they contract really mean for them. Because anytime you, every day we doing negotiations. Like, we negotiating everything with everybody all the time. But people don't, but people look at the music industry and just think, oh, this is this dog-eat-dog world when, like, bro, like people don't understand. If you go to the dentistry industry, they signing contracts with their dentist office just like people with record labels. The, the head dentist making all the commissions off of all of the dentists there. It's it's just like a record label. And they not frowning upon them. It's just people got this misconception of what the music industry is because people do really sign bad deals. But they sign bad deals because the knowledge. So it's like you got a whole bunch of assholes, right? And that needs to change. People need to do good business all all the time. But that's another reason why we need to stop doing business with people outside of our culture. Because that's really what it comes down to. Like, it's a lot of black people fucking up with black people, but not not as much as like where is that coming from? Like you you it's like they in this bad situation. Like Kanye was just crying about, you know what I'm saying, his deals. But like you go look at the good music deals. They are a reflection of what Kanye West just just did to somebody else because right. it's business. But people look at they they self and say, "Oh, well, that's not bad business because they not you know the big you know I'm not the big establishment, but but to that little artist, you are though." So it's like I think that's what it is. It's really left up to the person. Like if you knew how much money these big artists you see, like Travis Scott and Meek Mill and and uh, the Migos, like they in a lot of debt. But like they working to get out their debt because they understand like why they in debt. So it's 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 what you make it, man. I'm I tell people do what you want to do. If you think you can do everything by yourself, go do it by yourself. But I believe in teamwork, like period. And I believe in everybody getting their first shirt. And that's what I come to people on when I try to do a label deal. Like I want to get something back because I'm putting something into you. If it like to be honest, you should want to pay me. Like you can own your music, but like, did you really do everything yourself? That's like being in a room. You don't write the whole song, but you want the whole song. They like, just don't make no sense. Like, good business is everybody in the room is is accredited and everybody in the room is eating. Like, if we can understand that, we can do better business with each other. The music industry can kind of lose that feeling that, you know, it's doggy dog and it's only about business if we just help each other learn too. Like that's the frustration behind it. Nobody has knowledge. So everybody just feel like they getting fucked over. <laughs> and just like you said, like with the lack of knowledge, I feel like mostly people are lacking financial literacy. And oh, um, mm-hmm. you feel that the way that you've got your industry set up, the way that you got your label set up, that y'all are transparent when it comes to that. Oh yeah, I took man. First of all, my artists making fifty percent. They really making free money. I mean, I'm doing all the work, doing <laughs> <laughs> all the money. I, I mean, I also want to show people like you can you can go in a partnership. So we we sign JV deals with people. So like just to give you a little insight into how we do it, like it's a partnership, right? So like I'm gonna put into your to your label because I'm gonna help you get your label started. We're gonna go into a joint situation together. So, like, I'm going to treat you like, you know, Master P and Interscope. But, you know, we ain't on the level to get 70, 30, right? So, we're going to 50-50 everything. So, when we 50-50 and everything, the artist really not paying for nothing. You know, like, we paying for everything. We only taking off of the music, right? So, it's like, you you sell some merch, that's all your money. I don't care about that. You go on tour, that's all your money. I don't care about that. Like, it's cool. And people be like, you crazy. And I'm like, but... I'm only paying. I'm only trying to make money off stuff I pay for, and I just want to make my money back. You know, like I'm trying to help people become CEOs. Like, well, like you mentioned Chuck Indigo. Like, what I did with him was like, let me teach you how to run your own label. So now we got a black label in Memphis. We got a black label in Nashville. You know what I'm saying? Like now we got more leverage because we can go and we actually got something that means something. You know what I'm saying? It's LLC 
we getting the tax write-offs. Like, my artists ain't really got to worry about no money because we're going to make our money back at the end of the year. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, also, all the little things we're going to do leading up to this. So, like, I feel like it's it's a one-stop shop for you to be on boss over here. And I ain't trying to keep nobody held down because I really want to keep helping develop other people. So, like, I'm trying to, like, assembly line it. Like, we're going to come through. You gonna, We're going to teach you what you need to know. We're going to get you right. You know, like, and then you're going to go on. You're going to spread that love to somebody else. And then we're going to move on to the next artist that need to come up. Like, I want to stay in the development. Like, I don't mind locking in with people on the management side for a long term. But, like, when it comes to, like, label deals, I'm, I'm like, all right, let's get a couple projects. You know what I'm saying? Let's build you up. And then, hey, once you once you learn how to do what we're doing, boom, now you go be a CEO. You go sign artists. You go help Memphis out. You know what I'm saying? And that way, you know, everybody winning. Like, I think that's what's missing out the real industry. Because yeah. people don't want to give them the game because if you give them the game, like, I'm so willing to let people go. Because I know, just like Matt is a good artist and Ransom a good artist, it's two, three more Matt's coming next year. The year yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can help him and I can just keep pushing more black entertainers out. That's what I, I want to flood the street with black entertainers. People feel like it's already oversaturated, but it really ain't. Because there's so much room for everybody on a global scale. And see, that's a good that's a good intention because it's like you'll look at a label and then you'll see like they had an artist one day and then like the artist is gone the next and you thinking, oh, it must have been some bad business happening. Mm-hmm. You know, and all my relationships ain't been good. When I first started, I had a relationship go bad. That's what taught me like to never do everything for everybody again because they, they don't go with it. Like because once people get dependent on you and you put them in a state of dependency, once you take that away, then all the business automatically get bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it just goes sour. So, like, now my biggest thing is, like, let me teach, man. Like, even if you ain't listening, I'm going to force you to learn. Like, you have to be your own boss. And I think they really appreciate that because I'm, 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 I'm not giving them, like, a ticket, a free ride. Because, like, when you do that, I really feel like I'm damaging the artist now. You know what I'm saying? Because you should be able to function whether I'm here or not. For sure. For sure. Are there any other artists, like any notable artists that you work with that may not even be on the lineup, but that you've collaborated with? Like worked outside of my label? Yeah. Not really. I mean, I started, I try to stay, I mean, I work with everybody. Like you saw my like, so co-cast. Like, I work with people managers, so I might not work directly with the artists, mm-hmm. but the artists okay. are doing what I'm trying to do, right? Like, <laughs> look, if I'm in the studio with you, you know what I'm saying? It's probably because you developing. If it's like a big artist, I don't really try to be in all them studio sessions and tell people, you know, how to do their music and stuff like that. But I will work with your team and be like, hey, I feel like we should run these plays. I didn't did that more than anything. Like, they've been a part of stuff with Ricky Racks and songs that he's doing and really trying to push that now, especially because he just got the studio with Juicy Fruit. It's like he's starting to work with more Memphis artists. So, like, now I get to work with their teams and put them together with Racks and you know what I'm saying? Now that Clay on the team, you know, he got songs with Trippy Red, so working with his team and Block Boy with Hit Kid and them and everything that they do, like I get to be a part of that. Like I'm telling you, Drew, I'm just trying to stay out the way. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know who Clarence Avon is? No, nah, no, nah, put me exactly. on. Exactly. So watch go to Netflix, watch The Black Godfather. And uh it's Clarence Avon, man. He was a guy. He was behind the scenes. He was a part of all these big deals. He was negotiating all this stuff behind the scenes. He had all these artists and stuff that, like, was big people, but you never knew. Like, man, like, he was there the whole time, but nobody never knew. When his documentary came out, that's when people found out about him. That's how I'm trying to be. (laughs) Make your money, get people on, and then they'll write about you when it's all said and done. When it's all said and done. When when it's my time. Like, I don't, like, I do this off the strength of I know you. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even talk to people like that. Like, cause you know, you know, it ain't time yet. <laughs> right, I right. my story, I'm gonna tell it, tell it. <laughs> hey, see, that's why I'm glad I'm catching you early. You feel <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I appreciate moments like this because one thing my wife always let me know, like the stuff I'm I'm saying to her that she don't care nothing about. <laughs> Probably <laughs> help somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's real, man. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> so more even like on the personal side how are you balancing your time bro hey man i just use my whole 24 like um everybody always asks me this everybody asks me if i got clones too because i be everywhere 
and nowhere at the same time. People be like, "Damn, you was just in Nashville, now you back at home in a bed." I'm like, "Yeah, because I get my business done. I don't lollygag, man. That's one thing I'm trying to stop doing. Like, I try to work all the time. My job real easy too. You know what I'm saying? I work my way up. To, I'm able to balance a little better. And like, my whole life is managing people." So I've perfected that, you know, I perfected using my time wisely, you know, meeting with my artists, meeting with the producers, talking to everybody. I talk to everybody all the time. It's crazy. People be like, dang, like you really know what's going on with all your artists? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's part of the game. Like, I, I really care about them. So when you really care about people and you treat them like family, you know, the same way you would do your family, you know, it's, it, it don't become work, right? It just become a part of your life. So like power is my life like it's a lifestyle at this point so i i get up knowing i'm finna do this stuff like do i get tired yes like i go to sleep you know what i'm saying <laughs> like that's, that's what it is like i'm not trying to force nothing i'm just letting it be organic but it, it's really not a lot like people try to like put this emphasis on it like you know it's so much and it could be so overwhelming like nah because if it was i wouldn't do it because i hate feeling like that but it's just like one day at a time one minute at a time you really got to have some patience with me because I'm really going to work, but I'm going to work at the pace, you know, that I can work at, not the pace, you know, you feel like I should be or, you know, and people, and people respect it, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like I demand respect at this point. So, <laughs> like, people just be like, all right, because they're going to get to it. Like, we know he's going to do it. And when you build that trust up, you know, like, people just, you know, they, I don't got people like nagging me or like calling, blowing me up every day. Like people leave me alone. I let my team know when I'm ready to shut it down. They let me shut it down. And they know like if they need to go take a break, you know, I'm real big on mental health over here. So take care of yourself first and foremost before you do anything. It's enough people involved where, you know, we can pass off some of them, some of them jobs and, and we can keep going. So I, it's really my team. The answer to that whole question. You know, it's, it's my team, man. Like, I, I lean heavily on them. Without them, I am nothing, you know? So, you know, I just continue to teach and help them grow, and that's what they love doing. Like, they like taking the projects from me and working on them. So, like, you know, when they doing that, I can go snuggle up with my wife, you know? Like, so, you know, you, you just got to think about it like that. I ain't trying to do everything. I know my job. I'm the one who facilitating all of the relationships. I'm the one handling the paperwork and making sure the deals get orchestrated. And then everything else in between, I hired somebody for it. Yeah, it seemed like you wearing multiple hats, man. Yeah, but I pass them off in a heartbeat, though. <laughs> I get interns, man. Just be like, hey, this is what I need you to do. Like, And, and people, like, interns really would get me through because I meet interns all the time and they need their college credit, right? So, like, I got a real nonprofit. Like, this is for real. And I got a real label. You can really come work over here and build with us, like, and really learn, like, because I'm willing to teach and I'm approachable and I'm going to let you be in all my calls because you you never know who you talking to one day. Like, I do so much. Like, you could be on in the call with Atlantic one minute and be on the call with Interscope the next, like, just soaking up game. So people be willing to put in the work for that. You just got to find the right people. And thank God for MTSU, man. <laughs> that's where all my people come from <laughs> that's crazy they got a recording industry program so it's like like they they go to school for this they connect you on like LinkedIn or do they just like y'all show up at the same events oh they just email me or like people just I, my numbers everywhere like I don't hide I'm in plain sight so like you just go on my Instagram You like if you I can shout out all my so like my uh, Instagram uh, big boss big dot boss dot CEO and then um, on Twitter, uh, the Real Power CEO, or they go to the Power page or the website and just send us a little message. And I'm going to get back to you because I always need interns for something. So, yeah, that's that's how. And people reach out to me on DMs most of My whole team I built on Twitter. Mm. Yo, I'll be like, hey, I, I need some help. That's what I'm trying to do. And people really DM me. That's how I got all my interns. And now they, my A&R staff members, people just see me. Like most of the time I'm talking shit like on Twitter probably and they just like oh yeah I don't know what it is about that but people gravitate gravitate towards me talking shit a lot so <laughs> just be like alright I'm gonna go see what he doing cause he talking shit and he got a label and people just see the success and see that we doing well or it might be an artist that they want to work with over here and they'll just end up coming to us to join the team so they can work with them yeah, but, yeah just tell them reach out to me man email me at gmail.com it ain't hard to find 
Yeah, nah, for real. And so, like, I know you recently got married. Mm-hmm. So congratulations on that, dog. I appreciate uh, it. Do you mind telling us a little bit how that may have changed you or added to your work ethic? Oh, yeah, it's over with. You know, just for everybody. Like, <laughs> look, I was chilling at first. I stopped chilling when I got married. You know, like, I put the, like, I, I felt like I had my foot on people's neck to a certain extent, you know, but it was kind of behind the scenes. But now, like, people really starting to take notice because I'm not stopping. Like, now I got to build, you know, my wife want to go to med school, so I got to build this up to be able to support her while she's doing this. So, like, I'm not just working for me no more. Like, or just my family. Like, I got two families. I got my family that I, like, they raised me, my mom, my dad, my little sisters, my little brother. But then I also got my wife, her family. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody. Like, so now that we done grown, the responsibility in my mind, like, that's just how I push myself. It's like, okay, bro, like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go. Like, you can't, like, now, you know, because once, once I got married, you know, I feel old. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so now it's like, hey, you know, like time, like time coming up. Like, you know, like, you know, you try not to race against time because you can't. But at the same time, like, getting married, like, put in perspective, like, okay, I'm grown now. You know, like, it's time to stop, you know, making excuses. It's time to stop, you know, playing around with this music thing. Like, it's either you're going to be all in or, you know, like, you're not, like, and I, and I had them conversations with myself before, but I told myself, you know, after my wedding, like, you know, it's no more excuses, like, you know, you, 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 like, I want to bring kids in this world, so it's time to start thinking about that, it's time to start thinking about, you know, making sure my wife's good after I leave this earth type thing, and like, you know, your, your whole mindset, it changed, like, when I have a child, that's probably going to be the next step, you know, like, yeah. it's going to be like, ah. Oh. It's over with now. Like, you know? So. I got to grind. I ain't got no choice. Yeah, like, now. But, I, I mean, I felt like I had to grind from day one. And my folks, bro, I come from a good background. Like, my folks made a way for themselves. But at the same time, like, I know how close that my grandma and my great-grandma is to, like, being slaves and sharecroppers. So, like, even though my folks doing well and did well, like, I know... You know, I'm starting a generation of wealth. Like, we, like, my generation of people in my family, like, we are the generation of wealth. Like, we building it because they didn't have the tools that we had. So, like, we got that on our shoulders. And I talk to my cousins, and, and we talk about that all the time. Like, we the ones that's got to leave our legacy behind because they did it. What they what their part was was to make sure we were straight so that we can go extra hard, you know, so... You know, that's another thing that really motivated me, man. We, man, I was telling my, 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 my granddad, uh, me and my dad talk about this all the time. My granddad's dad, like, we started that last name, so it's not like a lot of us. But my dad had us, like, we all the grandkids. So, like, the Phillips is us, you know, like, because <laughs> he changed his slave name. So it's like, that's us, like, you know, like, so we don't have nobody else to lean. Like, our lineage start right here. So I'm working, you know, extra hard so my grandkids, grandkids know, like, you know, I was out here getting it in. Like, right. Like, where did they come from? What they lineage represents, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. So power, like, we got a lot of businesses in my family, but power, like, the music part of that, like, when they tell the story of my family, you know, like, this gonna be an influential part. So, yeah. Man, that's real as fuck. Is it just like a switch once you get married? Like, where you just like, okay, I'm putting my head down. But like, I don't know. Is it like, it's just different once you walk that aisle? When it was over, bro, it was just like, ah, like, okay. I ain't got to worry about that no more. You know, like, I know who I'm going to be with for the rest of my life. You know, I knew it, but, you know, once it's on paper, once you, you, you feel that feeling of taking them vows, like, ain't no turn back, you know? And I'm, I'm real big on that. Like, my family real big on that. So it's like, man, like once you lock in with somebody, it's like, okay. Also, you know what the switch, I, I ain't by myself no more. You know, like I ain't got to do this for the rest of my life solo. Like I got somebody, you know, to lean back on. So like my risk, I can take them, you know, I can, I can jump out the building knowing Didi going to be there to catch me if I need her to and vice versa. So like, that's the switch, you know, like, uh, it's like, okay, cool. Ooh. I was going 100, but now I got 200 in my tank. So if my 100 run out, I still got DD 100. You know, like, that's that's the, that's the that's what switch right there. Like, and she the same way. Like, I started seeing her work ethic go crazy. 
after we got married, it's like, man, let's let's figure it out. Let's figure out what we got to do. We start saving money. We ain't never save money. All we do is spend money. You know, like, I looked up the other day, like, dang, we actually got some racks. Like, we can put it to the side now, like, after the wedding. So, you know, everything just changed, man. Like, it's, it's just the feeling of it. The switch just flip itself, really. Man, big shouts out to Didi. Can you see yourself relocating? Yeah, we moving to Nashville, bro. And mate, it's like, I ain't Knoxville <laughs> for four years with nothing, no resources, nobody up here to like help me pave the way for the stuff I'm doing. Nashville, May 2021, I'm touching down and it's going down. <laughs> <laughs> what made you see Nashville? I ain't, that's where my nonprofit at now. You know, it was already built before me. Shout out to Brian Sixman, he founded it. But uh, man, just that's where the money is. To be honest, where the checks getting made, and I and I'm a part of the development of the hip hop and R and B scene there. So, you know, I feel like I'm really getting called back to Nashville more than so. You know, wanting to move, I really don't want to move. I'm just being. I don't want to move there. We want to go to Houston. Like that's where we, we want to rearrange some more black people, man. I really don't want to move to Nashville, but you know, Nashville, I, I more so see like the, the the worth I could bring to Nashville. So I just want to be a part of it and make sure stuff done right. Cause you know, I see they latching on to the hip hop and R and B out there, but I need to make sure that it's black owned, though. You know, yeah, that. that it's done the right way. Cause like mm-hmm. music infrastructure is here, but it's not represented in the way that I feel like it should be right now. Oh yeah, Nashville, man, it's poop, man. I'm I'm yeah, man. We we got a lot of work to do. It's slowly but surely though, they taking recognition. And it's crazy that the recognition from Nashville coming from outside the city. Complex tapped in. We can't get people in Nashville with publications to tap in though. That's crazy. I feel like a lot of things a lot of times um people get stagnant in Nashville because they so busy trying to fight for their seat at the table with the white folks and music row. Like, we could just go create our own music row. Like, hip-hop and R&B, ours anyway. When they do pop off, they got to come to us now. If we get them to go sit at their table and get them a piece, when it pop out, they going to take the credit for it. And there ain't nothing we can do about it because they got all the money. Yeah, that's fair. When I say yeah. red people come and start buying out artists to put on shows, but really wasn't trying to help the artists and talk to them after the fact and develop with them, they just looking for a money place. I already knew what time it was. I was like, oh, they just finna come do what they do in every other city. Like, they finna do, like, what they tried to do in Atlanta, but they just can't because it's too much black ownership. They gonna try to control the market. So I'm trying to come and put the shield up like, nah, man. Yeah, basically, fuck the middleman. Come work with us, cause we gonna take care of you. We gonna look out for you. Mm-hmm. So you can stand on your own two feet, be right. able to do it yourself. Like, I'm just glad I learned that early, man. Just to not be like the people that I'm screaming. Like, you know, so often, man, especially being a black man, we be like, man, don't be like the white people. Don't be like the white people. We try so hard not to be like them. I see people becoming them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's what I'm not going to do with this. I'm not going to be like, all right, well, you ain't got to go to them, but I'm going to take advantage of you. Like, nah, I'm straight on that. Because it was like when the money come in, you start seeing people, they start turning into the same thing that they didn't want to be. Yep. I ain't really trying to put people on a nigga level. I want everybody to be beside me. I'm trying to buy island with my friends. Like, I was talking to one of my homies the other day, like, what I look like having all the money, and y'all always got to depend on me. I want you to have your own money. We can partner up and we can buy whatever we want to buy. You know, like, that's the problem with the black community in a way. Like, we don't think like that. We think, all right, I got to be the best black person. Like, why? <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> but that's how they, that's how they, you know, that's how they got us thinking though. Yeah, people don't realize like true wealth is being able to have your freedom and being able to spend the time with the people that you want to, like, and having folks around you being able to enjoy the same luxuries that you enjoy. You know what I mean? It's way more fulfilling when you get to see your people come along with you. And see them grinding just as hard as you, see them breaking down walls that you couldn't even break down. That's what I take pride in. I love seeing Chuck and them, you know, like run their label, like, and let me be a part of it, you know, like just watching them go and having all this talent um, and, man, be like, man, we really built this together, you know, like, and he really took it and did the same thing for his city that I was doing for mine. Ain't no better feeling than that. Yeah. No, that's real shit. 
Are there any things that you want to um, improve on going into 2021? People say I need to improve on how I talk to people. So I guess I'll think about this. <laughs> they said I'm real harsh, but I'm also just about business. Like I don't really try to be friendly with everybody. I don't really try to, you know, you know, networking is one thing, but like everybody want to be real buddy, buddy. And I got a wife. That's who I'm buddy, buddy with. So like, I'm really strict on like, let me get this business done. Like I told you, I'm trying to use my 24. So I'm real big on, let me get this business done. Let's knock it out. Let's get out the way. We ain't got to go to dinner 30 times to talk about it, you know? Like, so people don't like that about me, though. People really want to, like, kick it with me and stuff. And I'm just not that person. So I'm trying to get a little bit more open, trying to do more stuff like this, talk to people, let people, like, let my guard down, my guard up, like, all the way. Like, I don't really want to be famous at all. Like, any stretch of the imagination, I don't want people to know who I am, period. Like, I just like, you know, being able to do what I want to do. Because like you said, that's freedom. Say what I want to say, you know, like, and not have a whole bunch of people trying to judge me for it or look down on me for it or be all in my business, figure out what I'm going on. So I'm trying to work on, you know, stepping out a little bit more and being the CEO that I am. But I'm I'm comfortable in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think you're going to make that end up happening. The way that, where, where it works best for you. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm going to do it with Creative Day, man. I'm going to just be, you know, the nonprofit leader. Like, when when people I want, when people see me, I just want them to think, like, yeah, he's helping that. He's helping black artists. Like, that's what I want to do. Like, period. So, we got a, we got a podcast, too. I'm going to be on there, um, too. It's called Creatives Over Cocktails. We basically sit down with, just like you doing, sit down with creatives and talk to uh, different people in the industry. We just had E40 on there. Uh, oh. Yeah, so super, super dope. So if you ever want some mentorship or need a team and trying to build your podcast, we'll be more than happy to, like, we're trying to build that as a residency program. Like, I'm trying to help everybody, man. Like, everybody that's black, I want everybody to win no matter what your field is. So, like, that's what Creative Day is for. Creative Day gives me the opportunity, gives me the funds to be able to do that, too. Like, the resources, too. Like, so, definitely, we got you, man. Oh, no, that's real. We definitely going to tap in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is why, this is why when people find out about me, it go crazy. Because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to help you. And then I'm going to get out the way. And when you need me, we ain't call me. Man, that's and that's why we doing it. That's why we connected. That's why we putting that voice out there. Just so if anyone who didn't know, you know what I'm saying? Now you know. Yeah. If you know, you know. I'm definitely if you know, you know type of person, man. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, so before we go, I just wanted to leave you out with this quote. And it says, A general has to be able to move in a war. A soldier waits to be told what to do. A general prepares for a war before it happens, mm. and that was said by Dame Dash. And then, you know, when I when I see how you moving out here, bro, when I see the way that you just progressing as a man and just as a leader in itself, I I look at you as another general, bro. And so I just, you know, I mean, I want to thank you and give you your roses while you're here. Thank you for coming to the podcast, dropping these gems on, man. I think this was a great episode that we put together. Uh, likewise, bro. I appreciate you giving me out my comfort zone, giving me the talk. I like working with people that's building because I don't feel like the spotlight, you know what I'm saying? Because I know the people that need to hear this going to hear this, and that's what it's all about. Like, yeah, most definitely. So is there anything like else you want to leave the people with? I know you gave them where they can connect with you on, but I don't know if you want to drop it one more time before yeah. you head out. Yeah, man, check out. Don't even worry about me. Go check out all my artists. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look, like from, from yours truly, Jay, to Jay Music, to Chuck Indigo, to... Mad Lucas to Ransom to man L to uh, Ice to uh, man I can keep going I'm gonna keep going Writers Block they are a poetry group in Nashville the Hit Kid to Real to Amai Music to um, Red who just joined the team man and DJ Luna down there in Miami and her boyfriend Ashton bro like go check out the team go check out Quads go check out the artists. Like, that's who make me who I am because they, like, they trusted me, you know? Like, they trusted the team to really put them on. Like, go to powerhousemanagement.com, check us out. Check out check out power.entertainment on Instagram. 
uh, Power the Label on Twitter, man, and just tap in, man. You're going to be happy you find, like, our motto, you're going to be happy when that you found us, like, the period. Like, that's what all the music, everybody, we just putting it out there, and you're going to love it when you hear it, for sure. No, that's real. And we doing it like that, so we're going to come back at it. Kadeem, bro, you have a spot, a permanent spot to always come back to the platform, bro. I appreciate you, dog. Hey, no problem, bro. Like, yeah, like, do me. Hey, anytime you want me to be a guest, I even ask, ask questions to people, bro. I support you. Support what y'all got going on, bro. I'm going to make sure I tell the world about y'all. Show. Most definitely. We're going we gonna to make sure this podcast go up, dog. I got you. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Drew Wild, checking in. Thank you again for tuning into episode 19 of Flavor in Your Ear. So listen, what I need you to do right now, if you enjoyed this episode and you're not already following the Instagram page, I need you to go to Instagram right now and follow Flavor in Your Ear. That's F-L-A-V-R in your ear. And if you're already following the page, then I need you to go ahead and share this episode with any and everyone in your contacts because we spit some real game and drop some gems today. So it's only necessary that you share it amongst your people, especially if you fucks with it and you a day one fan. Go on, pump this shit up because we sitting on gold with this episode. But the best thing about it, we have so much more to come and I'm only getting started. The podcast and the Instagram have both been outlets that allow me to take my vision and turn it into something tangible for others to enjoy. Recently, this month, we surpassed a thousand total listens and it's all been from the ground up. So like I said, we're just getting started and the journey's been also fulfilling. So let's keep this shit going and get better with time. Big shouts out to Kadeem, Power Entertainment, and Creative Day. We created something special with this one. And with that being said, continue to follow the brand and we'll be back with another one. Peace.